Hello and welcome to Comic Book Herald's Best Comics Ever, a podcast from the Comic Book Herald Podcast Network. I'm Dave Busing, founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com, and today I'll be talking about newly completed story arcs in Marvel Unlimited. For those unfamiliar, Marvel Unlimited is the comic book reading app. It's a digital library that includes thousands upon thousands of Marvel comics throughout history, and every week the Marvel Unlimited staff adds new comics to their library. The most exciting of these, for those trying to catch up with modern times, are books that were released approximately six months ago to the day. So every week you get, you know, a six-month-old release in the Marvel Unlimited app. And as these issues are accumulated, story arcs are, of course, completed over time. So I'm going to talk about the ones that you can dig into in full stories rather than reading one issue at a time as they come out and talk a little bit about some of my favorites. Now, a lot of these have come up over the course of the year. As I've been talking on the on the Best Comics Ever pod, and I do want to say thanks to our patrons who got this podcast launched. Um, people go over to patreon.com slash comicbookherald and are generous enough to say, I like Comic Book Herald and I like the initiatives. I'd like to support um, as little as $1 a month to help to help the site grow. And through that, I've been able to launch and maintain this podcast. This will be our 24th uh, proper episode of Best Comics Ever in 2018. This will be the last episode I'm likely to release this year. And then in 2019, Best Comics Ever will be continuing, as well as the exciting launch of My Marvelous Year, a podcast I'm hosting alongside Zach Dean. And we'll be talking through every single year of Marvel Comics history, starting in 1962, when Fantastic Four kicks off the Marvel Silver Age, on through to 2018, when we get there. So I recommend uh, those of you that are interested, it's a comic book reading club. We're going to be inviting you to read along with us. If that sounds like something that would be fun to you, uh, either go to mymarvelousyear.com which will take you to a page on CBH that will explain um, all you need to know, how to find the podcast. Or you could go to patreon.com slash mymarvelousyear, where you can look at uh, some details about the podcast, what support tiers look like. And we've got a real cool bonus in there that, that was Zach's idea that I love, which is a Slack group. Um, and the Slack channel is just Marvel fans talking about comics, and it's building community in the reading club. And it's something I'm really excited to see grow and thrive. And you can get access to that uh, as one of the Patreon bonuses. So that's that's where we're heading in 2019. But again, thank you to everyone who has supported uh, Best Comics Ever and Comic Book Herald as a whole to make this possible. So without further ado, let's get into the new complete arcs in Marvel Unlimited that I'm most interested in talking about. Today I'm going to talk about a newly completed arc in Doctor Strange, a Legion miniseries, we got Lockjaw miniseries, Marvel 2-in-1, first story arc, You Are Deadpool, five-issue uh, weekly series that came out, Rise of the Black Panther, issues 1-6, to six, and X-Men Red, which is a series that came out. Now, a number of these are books that I have included on my best Marvel comics of 2018 list, and in a few instances on my overall best comics of 2018 list. To find these, you can of course just go to comicbookherald.com. I've got the best of 2018 list featured on the site uh, today. This is December 16th, um, but otherwise, you know, you're just looking for, if you do a Google search for best Marvel comics of 2018, you are very likely to find a comic book herald result there. So, 
Let's get into it. One of my favorite Marvel comics of the year was indeed Doctor Strange, number 381 to number 390. And this is the arc written by Donny Cates with art by Gabriel Walter Hernandez. And I've talked about this one, ranking it on the best comics of all time list. It is almost certainly my favorite uh, Cates work of the year, which is, to a degree, I should say, um, which is, you know, Cates has become one of my favorite writers at Marvel. He's done some really great work throughout 2018. He's established himself on both Doctor Strange and Thanos Wins, which ran in Thanos number 13 to number 18, which is also now complete in Marvel Unlimited. It's essential reading for fans of Thanos and, and Marvel Cosmic at large. Um, and then he also wrote uh, Venom ongoing, which started with Marvel Fresh Start, which is with artist Ryan Stegman, which has been very good as well. Um, but Doctor Strange is is some really good stuff. And issues 381 to 390, it kicks off with a story arc that is called Loki Sorcerer Supreme and delivers exactly what it says it's going to. It does come hot on the heels of Jason Aaron's lengthier run on, on Doctor Strange. Um, this run basically begins in 2016, post-Secret Wars, and continued on until Kate started towards the Marvel Legacy era, um, 2017, late 2017, when the book would renumber to Doctor Strange number 381. So if you kind of want to know the background of how we got there, the Aaron run is the place to look. Um, I don't necessarily recommend you read all of that to get here. I think you can kind of dive in and, and roll with the punches for the most part. So you've got Strange dealing with Loki, having taken over a role of Sorcerer Supreme. The series then progresses into the Damnation crossover event. Um, I've got a reading order, of course. If you search for Damnation reading order, uh, either on Comic Book Herald or on Google, you will find the full guide. It's actually a really fun event. Um, it went pretty underpublicized because Marvel is frankly, rolling out too many events and too many crossovers, you know, to, to really for everyone to pay attention to. But this one's pretty good. I, I think another reason people kind of overlooked it is it's it's a Secret Empire follow-up. Marvel's 2017 event, which I think left a sour taste in in a lot of fans' mouth um, mouths, but it, it's a pretty good follow-up. It sort of deals with um, one of the major catastrophic events that happened in Secret Empire and Doctor Strange's attempt to fix things. Uh, and, and as so often happened when Strange overexerts himself fixing things, it leads to, as the, as the title suggests, damnation. So that event really doesn't derail Cates' work on Strange. I think it actually kind of feeds it. Uh, and then the book ends with a Spider-Man uh, kind of one-shot crossover, or not crossover, but uh, you know, Spider-Man guest appearance with Doctor Strange and his dog Baxter. And it's one of the best Doctor Strange issues um, probably of the decade. So I like this series. I like it quite a bit. Highly recommend checking out Doctor Strange number 381 to number 390. And if, if Kate's writing isn't enough to sell you on it, the art here is by Gabriel Walter Hernandez, who worked with Tom King on Vision most recently, that 12-issue Marvel series that is one of my favorite comics, uh, really, ever, and definitely one of my favorite Marvel comics since Secret Wars. After that, we've got Legion number one to five. This is a miniseries that was written by Peter Milligan. Uh, Milligan can be very hit or miss for me. Uh, for example, he wrote one of my favorite Marvel comics ever. That's Ecstatics, which ran in the early 2000s. Uh, since that time, though, his work can be, again, hit or miss. And Legion for me is mostly a miss. Uh, I would say, you know, the potential of a five-issue Legion miniseries, especially given the state of creative 
um, you know, the fertile creative ground of the television show on FX, you know, it's exciting and thinking about, okay, Legion can be weird and strange and, and it kind of is you know, all of that, but it's it's just kind of boring. It's not great. If you really care about Legion, maybe check this one out. Everyone else, I would say this is a this is a passable mini. Um, it didn't it didn't deliver really what I wanted out of it. So that's gonna bring us to the rest of the stories that were added um, throughout the first couple weeks of December. We had Lockjaw number one to number four. This is written by Daniel Kibblesmith, very funny person, a very funny writer. He's worked for, I believe, the Colbert Show as a writer for a while and is now venturing more consistently into um, comics writing work. And Lockjaw is real good. Uh, it's, again, four-issue mini. There's not a ton to it. You know, it's kind of, it, it actually basically brings a Lockjaw and D-Man team up, and it really makes D-Man one of the more interesting characters in the Marvel Universe in a way that I did not expect. Um, he's been kind of a punching bag and a punchline for most of his career. If you're not familiar with D-Man, I mean, he is a very silly design, easily mockable design in that he's kind of like brown costume era Wolverine mixed with Daredevil, and he's literally got a big D on his chest. Um, I believe the D stands for Demolition Man. And he's had some interesting work, like he teams up with Captain America in the 80s during the Mark Runewald era. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis uses him in some interesting ways in his Daredevil run, but uh, he hasn't really been used as a, a person of his own. Um, you know, in quite some time. And Kibble Smith does a good job with that here, which is important because obviously Lockjaw is the lovable Inhumans dog. So if you're looking for just a short, fun one, uh, you could do a lot worse than Lockjaw, which has one of my favorite versions of the Wrecking Crew I have ever seen. The next couple full stories that were released the week of December 3rd are two of my faves of Marvel this year. These Both these series are also included in my best comics of 2018 list um, inside the top 10, I believe. Uh, at least I know one of them is for sure. And that is the one that is very high, I think in my top five, is You Are Deadpool, number one to five. This is my favorite comics reading experience of 2018. That doesn't necessarily mean it's my favorite story, uh, but it's my favorite experience sitting and reading a comic. It is so good. It's written by Al Ewing uh, with art by um, last name Espen. Can't think of the first name and don't want to get it wrong. But it is a role-playing uh, die game experience with Deadpool. And basically, each panel is numbered. Excuse me. And the path that you take throughout the comic and the path that the story will take is entirely dependent on like how you roll your dies. And how you uh, score, and, you know, and you pick up certain items as you go. And basically, like, you're going to be sitting there with a piece of pencil, uh, <laughs> a piece of paper, and a pen, and keeping track of things as you play along with this comic. So it's it's part comic story, part game, and it's so fun. It's it's really good. Deadpool's the perfect character for it because you can do all this weird, wacky meta narrative stuff. And I, I loved it. I mean, I'm definitely going to be pulling this one out again. It's one that I'm excited to show to people to think about, like, saving and showing to kids in the future. I just, I love this Deadpool comic. I love everything about it. It's a blast. Now, I had the print versions, which I think are very fun because you can actually, like, I mean, it, it literally tells you to, like, take out a page and cut it up to make a die, which I think is insane and goes against everything I 
believe <laughs> about comics, but it like just get some of your own die and you can play along. I think digitally it's maybe a little harder to like flip back and forth, um, but maybe not. I haven't tried it that way. So I love this comic. I highly recommend taking the time to sit down and actually play through it because I think it's brilliant and thought out extremely well. It's it's the only comic I've ever lost at. <laughs> like I lost at your Deadpool multiple times. And you can do that and not finish the five issues, uh, which is crazy. Oh, and I should mention, you know, it's not even the panel path is nonlinear depending on like your decisions and your roles, but so are the issues. You know, you could go from one to four, you could go from one to three depending on how things net out. So it's, man, it's so good. I love your Deadpool. It's one of my favorites of 2018. Highly, highly recommend you guys check that one out. The next one on the list, a little more traditional, but very, very good as well. That is Marvel 2-in-1, number 1-6, to six, Fate of the Four. This is the first complete arc of the Chip Zdarsky written um, with a lot of art by Jim Chung. 2-in-1 uh, relaunch that stars The Thing and The Human Torch. And as those of you who are familiar with Secret Wars and kind of the, the fate of the Marvel Universe after that point may be aware, the Fantastic Four have not had a comic since that time. And Reed Richards and Sue Richards are missing after Secret Wars. Now, if you've been following along with, you know, series like Ultimates or their hints in uh, the Marvel Legacy one-shot, you know, there have been some hints about what's up with the Fantastic Four since that time. But uh, but Marvel 2-in-1 kind of tackles it the most directly. And it, it honestly feels the most like a Fantastic Four comic um, of anything in the Marvel Universe at this time, including the recently relaunched actual Fantastic Four comic, uh, which is written by Dan Slott. Like, this is the better Fantastic Four book, and I don't think that's a controversial opinion. I've seen literally no one who disagrees with that, with the exception of maybe, like, Marvel Editorial, uh, who are, you know, canceling Marvel 2-in-1 after 12 issues, which is a shame. But you can read this first arc here. It's six issues. It's great thing and Johnny Storm dynamics. It's great use of infamous Iron Man era Victor Von Doom. I love this comic. I It's everything I want in a Fantastic Four comic. I would have loved, 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 loved to have seen Chip Zdarsky continue as the primary writer on Fantastic Four, but it was not to be at this point in time. So if you can check out Marvel 2-in-1, number 1 to number 6, I again highly recommend it. They also have Marvel 2-in-1 Annual, number 1, uh, coming out in, right around this time um, and when this episode will go live. And that one is a must-read for Doctor Doom fans, Secret Wars fans, and anybody who read the Jonathan Hickman era, uh, well, Marvel Universe, frankly, but especially his Fantastic Four work. So some great stuff in there. can bring us to our last couple comics I'm going to talk about. Uh, Rise of the Black Panther 1 to 6 is the first. And this is a book, it's co written by Evan Narcisi, who is um, who has been a comics critic. Excuse me, I should say, is a comics critic uh, who's been you know working in the field for some time. He does some really good work. Uh, I highly recommend reading his stuff anytime he publishes. But he's co writing here with Tanahisi Coates, the Black Panther architect at Marvel since Secret Wars in 2015. And Rise of the Black Panther is, uh, for all intents and purposes, kind of a historical origin retelling. Um, it goes through the Black Panther's history from when he was a boy and his, his forebears, his father, who you know we know from the origin was killed by Claw, but it kind of retells that story in some interesting ways. And it, uh, it builds a lot of what Coates has done in building Wakanda and Wakandan society. So it, it plays with that a little bit more throughout history. 
And all in all, it's it's a clearly good comic. I like it. It's well structured. It's sturdy. If you're not particularly familiar with Black Panther's history, um, this is a great one to pick up and and learn. So I don't think it's you know anything too crazy out there or special, but it's good. Sturdy comic. Uh, that brings us to one that is, in fact, on my favorites of 2018, X-Men Red, issues 1 to 5, as well as X-Men Red Annual Number 1. This is a series written by Tom Taylor, with art primarily by Mamad Asar, and uh, I love X-Men Red. It's my favorite X-Men book, you know, arguably of the 2010s. I really can't think of one that I like more. Frankly, like a core X-Men line book, you know, there have been stuff um, in the past year, like like Kelly Thompson writing Rogan Gamut, it's a lot of fun, that mini, uh, Generation X written by Christina Strain is really, really good, um, you know, and those would maybe be more in the class of, of an X-Men Red, but like core X-Men books, they've had X-Men Gold, they've had X-Men Blue, they're doing all this color stuff, and Red's the first one that feels like, yeah, here's a good, good X-Men comic. It should be no surprise to anybody who's followed Tom Taylor's work, on series like DC's Injustice that he is, or a, a you know, more appropriate example is work on all-new Wolverine. Uh, he's a great, great comics writer. I, I love his stuff. It's filled with serious, um, tackles serious themes and blends humor very, very well, better than most. X-Men Red continues that. It also brings Jean Grey back into the X-Men universe in a very purposeful interesting way which i think gene often suffers from frankly lack of purpose you put her here and she has these powers and she has this history as phoenix and then she's playing second fiddle to cyclops or something and that's not a problem here she's leading the team she's making the calls she's making the decisions and uh it's a really good book and they're also facing off against that terrifying grant morrison era new x-men villain cassandra nova who uh you know is pretty easy to get under the, the skin um so x-men red is is must read for x-men fans i would say again it's one of my favorite comics of 2018 um inside my top 20 so that's going to bring us to basically all the comics i will call out just one final note the comics that are released the week of december 17th one of them is uh the completing of the series shield the second volume written by jonathan hickman with art by dustin weaver and if you are interested in doing like the Hickman verse at Marvel, which is, I mean, I, I haven't done the math on this, but I think it's my favorite 2000s Marvel work like that any creator has done. I've got a guide on CBH. If you go to the complete Marvel reading order page on comicbookherald.com, um, go to like the Jonathan Hickman Marvel Universe link. And you'll find the entire era from when he started on Fantastic Four and Secret Warriors uh, all the way through Secret Wars. And one of the stranger series in there is S.H.I.E.L.D. And the reason this is just getting finished is the series started in 2010. And there's two six-issue minis. And this one, issues five and six, were literally delayed until this year, 2018. They finally got written and published. Um, it's an absurd delay as far as publication goes, I think for like people who are catching up on it in Marvel Unlimited, it ultimately won't matter because the story is very good and reads very cohesively. But certainly for anybody who is picking it up, it is reason enough not to care much for it. But if you're interested, that series is done and now it's in Marvel Unlimited. So it's got one of the weirdest 
like time frames you'll see on a series where it's listed as like shield 2011 to 2018 but it's only got six issues you know so but i i highly recommend that people check that one out as well so a lot of good books that you can read the first story arcs again we're kind of we're hitting that point of marvel legacy era books completing first arcs and now we're moving into like marvel fresh start number ones being added to throughout um throughout the catalog so that's going to do it for this round of of best comics ever thanks everyone for listening uh, and again thanks for listening throughout the year as well uh, i had a really really fun time doing this and a really fun 2018 at comic book herald i hope everyone has enjoyed the content this year Again, if you like what you're hearing, if you like what you're reading over on the site, uh, go to comicbookherald.com, share some content, share with a friend. That's always helpful. Again, you can support us at patreon.com slash comicbookherald. And thank you to everyone who does. Music for Best Comics Ever is written and produced by Anthony Weiss. You can go to anthonyweis.com uh, to find more of his music. And thanks to Anthony Weiss for, uh, for letting us use his music this year on the show. So thanks everyone for listening, and as always, enjoy the comics.